Welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground, a place where the word of God is going to take you to the unseen, where things are hidden at, where there's darkness at. The cover is about to come off of things that's been in your life. That's what the word of God do. It's at the underground, where repentance start. And who am I? Nobody special. Just the voice of one calling out saying, repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's the underground. Well, <clears throat> hope everybody having a good day. Uh, this is just go. I know I say this all the time, but I won't be long. <laughs> I'm really not gonna try to be long. I, I'm really trying to get up out of here and uh, get my spring break started. So I wanted to come in here and uh, uh, I wanted to come in here and share this before I do go on my spring break you know so i'm i felt the urge to share a word before you go son don't leave them without sharing a word don't leave feed my sheep would you feed my sheep and i said i i feed them you know i feed them and so that's why we're here you know and uh hope everybody is having a bliss uh beginning of the week I hope you have given God all the praise that he deserves. I hope you have used your bodily parts to serve him. Let me say that again. I hope you have used your body parts to serve him. Okay. And if you're uh, struggling with that, ask God for forgiveness. Ask God for forgiveness. He wants to heal you. You know what I mean? Also. Have you uh, told anybody that you uh thankful for them? Have you told anybody that you love them? Make sure you're doing that daily. It don't have to be the same person, but just somebody. Let them know that you love them and uh, that you're thankful for them and that, you know, you're just happy God got them in your life. You don't want to take people for granted. You don't want to just look at them as a, you know, you get used to certain people in your life. We don't want to, you know, uh, have that happening in our lives. Okay. We don't want to have that happen in our life. So every time you see somebody and you know that this person is a spiritual, especially if they're a spiritual being, you want to make sure you let them know, hey, I'm thankful for you. All right. I'm thankful that you're in my life. And you tell God you're thankful that he sent them in your life. There's some spiritual people in your life right now that is grounding you. You know, without them, there wouldn't have been a voice in your life that's telling you to keep going on that path. Without them, you probably would have been already out there just crazy, going wild with it. But there's certain spiritual people that's been in your life that has rooted and grounded you. That tree that God talks about planting, uh, planting you like is because of certain spiritual people that's been in your life. You have been planted. And you have been been able to grow because there are certain people around you. That's why you can't take the credit and say, came up, it's all me. What? 
You can't talk prideful like that when you're aware of the people God has blessed you with. Some of these people that God has placed in your life, they have been cautious signs for you. They have been beware signs of you. They have been trespassing signs for you. These people have been in your life where, where they, they you can't go past them. They have blocked you from so many things. Even if, ooh, praise God. Check this out. Even if they get on your nerves. <laughs> you hear me? Even if they get on your nerves, you still should thank God for them because you know, though they get on your nerves, you still saved. You still grounded. You still growing. They get on your nerves so much, your relationship with God has gotten deeper. <laughs> you have begun to pray to God more because of these people. Do you see why we just got to be thankful for those? Even the things that you think that's bothering you, that's frustrating you, it's buffering you. It's trimming you. It's purging you. And so you got to be thankful. I can go on and on about just being thankful for the little things in life that will paint a picture of you of just being grateful. Just being content when you begin to thank God for those things in your life. When you begin to thank him that you're able to get up that, I mean, you can just get up without anything just holding you back. You're able to get up freely. You can walk outside right now if you want to. You can walk outside right now if you want to. You can go to the store right now if you, even though some things in your past that prohibit you that could have took away your freedom. You know you've done some things in your past. I'm talking to somebody right now that you know your freedom could have been taken away from you, but God just covered you. See, we ought to be thankful. Here we go. Let's thank God some more. Let's just thank him. We ought to be thankful just for the covering. Tell somebody and say, he just covered me. <laughs> over me. It, it, it was a period in my life where, where, where I know I wasn't doing nothing. I know I wasn't praying. I know I wasn't fasting. I know I wasn't giving. I know I wasn't reading his word, but he still just covered me. <laughs> oh, my God. See, I get happy just thinking about that. That, that gets me excited. It makes me want to jump up like somebody just shot a three-point for my favorite <laughs> team. It makes me want to jump up like somebody just scored a touchdown for my favorite football team. When I think about how he just covered me. Covered me. From the judgmental attitudes, he covered me. <laughs> from people backbiting on me, from people lying on me. He, he said, I'm going to just cover you right now. Yeah, because love covers a multitude of sins. That's what his love does. It covers a multitude of sin. Let me look up that verse for you, because I always want to have that ammunition for you. You know, when the Holy Spirit dropped them verses in on me like that, I want to look up that word for you. Love. Here we go, right there. See, that's why I love Google. 
First Peter 4, 8, it says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Mm. See, there, there's some people right now in your life that if you can get inside God's love, you'll overlook certain things that they're doing. If, if you're constantly complaining about somebody, if you're constantly complaining about people at your job, if you're constantly complaining about people in your ministry, that must be, you need to do a love check. See, because love will cover all that. Love will say, I, I, I'm going to overlook that like he overlooked some things in my life. Yeah, he, he, he overlooked a lot of things. So let me go ahead and overlook you. He showed me mercy. So let me go ahead and show you mercy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to pass that on. Because that love covered my sin. So you know what? Yes, you are sinning against me. Yes, you are. Uh, you're not giving me what I think. Mm. There's the key word. You're not giving me what I think I deserve. See, because awareness will get you in a state of mind that you stop even thinking that you deserve anything. When you are self-aware of who you are, and who God is. That word I deserve, shout out to Tank, but it'll get you. <laughs> excuse me. You see what I'm saying? It'll get you out of that, that mindset. You see what I'm saying? See, uh, I deserve, I deserve. That's pride talking. See, I'm talking spiritual now. I'm talking spiritual. But anyways, uh, I just went off on a love tip real quick. And I went off a covering tip because how God covered us. And how he's covering you right now. Mm-hmm. God is that 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 thing you ever uh, went to pay something. I had this happen to me several times and I know that feeling. And, and you go to pay for something and, and, and the uh, waitress or the the uh the bartender or the uh, uh whoever behind the cash register they say oh it's already been covered somebody took care of that bill for you that feeling you get just knowing oh somebody took who was that that's how god is doing you right now mm. i'm already covered you're worried about your future and god is and when you go up to god he say oh i already covered that for you you're worried about your kids, and God said, I've already covered that for you. You're worried about your salvation, and God said, I already covered that for you. And here's the thing. When that per- Ooh, Holy Spirit, thank you. When that person covers it for you, right? Do you sit up there and ask the bartender or the waitress, well, why? Do you <laughs> ask questions? Do you, do you doubt it? No, you just receive it with faith. You say, well, oh, thank you. You don't doubt it. You don't have questions. You don't have these type of things. You just receive it in faith when people in the flesh cover things for you. I'm going to take care of that bill for you. You say, oh, good. Mm-hmm. In your mind, you say, oh, thank you. I want you to just start telling God, thank you. Thank you. Rent. It's finna be due on the first. Go ahead and start telling God thank you. Mm-hmm. Stop waiting to the first. 
Tell them right now. Thank you for covering that, God. Mm-hmm. Thank you for covering my marriage, God. Thank you for covering my job, God. Thank you for covering my kids, God. I just want to go ahead and thank you right now. Cause why? Because I know who you are. Yeah, I know who you are. You cover people when they don't even deserve it. You take care of people when they don't even deserve How I know you take care of people like that? Because you told me in Matthew, you take care of the birds. <laughs> and, so, and you told me I'm more important than that. So I know you're going to cover me. I know you're going to cover me. Do you have faith that God is going to cover you? You're worrying about something right now, believer. Do you have faith that God is going to cover that? Your faith is being tested. Your faith is being tested. It's being tried. It's been put to the fire. You've been playing the James Fortune song, I trust you, but now it's really time to put it to the test. It's easy to sing them songs on the way to work. It's easy to have them prayer worship service in your car on the way to work, in your bathroom with a shower on, and you sounding good in the shower. It's easy because the echo is hit right, I know, but you still don't need to be on that stage. But it's easy to do all that, right? It's easy to trust in those times, but when the fire and the trials come, we're going to see what you're really made of. And I'm here to tell you, that's what's coming to the church. We finna see what you're really made of. In First Peter chapter four, and let's see, what, let's start at uh, First Peter. If you get your, uh, go ahead, and get your Bibles and go there for me. I'm gonna start at verse seven. I'm gonna start at verse seven. First Peter chapter four, verse seven. I'm uh looking it up real quick on my uh on my laptop, y'all. So hold on just a moment. Give me some time. Say take your time. Take your time. Don't be rushing me. I'm 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 gonna let y'all go early. Like I say, I gotta I gotta go get packed, y'all. We're going on a uh, trip. Where y'all going? <laughs> Where they going? Where they work at? <laughs> When they get out five week, <laughs> uh, you ever see somebody uh driving somewhere, living somewhere, and you'd be like, "Where they working?" Never had it. Wondering what people eat, uh, checking people pockets. <laughs> Stop checking people pockets. Oh man, you see people on uh, Instagram, they pictures and stuff. You like, what they do for a living? <laughs> What they got going on? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why they always at good restaurants? What they do? <laughs> oh, man, we got to do something better with our time. 
We got to do to somebody. Say, I got to do better with my time. I got to do. I could be saving somebody. I could be baptizing people. I, I'm sitting over here wondering what what they working. You feel me? You ever see? I'm so weird. I I know people be you know because I see when when I'm when I'm at work or somewhere when I'm out I be like what they working? You know how they just how they buy all that food like that? What they do? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Sure. Anyways, dead. But let's go. Uh, <laughs> let me stop. Y'all know I just be playing with y'all. It says in First Peter chapter four and verse seven. First of all, and if you get if you get time, read one through six. But I want to start off at verse seven. The end of the world is coming soon. Wow. <laughs> Wait a minute, Peter. You ain't going to take me out to dinner first? You ain't going to call me, give me a warning? He just lets you know off top the end of the world is coming soon. <laughs> Whoa. Do you believe that? See, that word right there, the end of the world is coming soon. That should wake a lot of us up right there. Let me tell you, see, the end of your world, ooh, I'm... The end of somebody's world today may be coming soon in the morning. The end of your world may be coming soon next week. What do you mean like that? We don't know how long we go live. I know we 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 got a little pride in us and be thinking that we just go live to the summertime. We planning stuff. Make sure you say if the Lord wills. But the end of the world that we see today, the world that we see today, according to scripture, is coming to an end. That's why you don't fall in love with things that's coming to an end. That's why you don't get stressed about things that's coming to it. That's why you don't get stressed about news that's coming to an end. All everything that people saying, everything that the uh, the world is doing, is coming to an end, according to scripture. Okay, and then he goes on to say, therefore, be earnest, discipline in your prayers. He tells us how prayers should be. Our prayers should be; they should have a a, a, a tone of discipline to them. We should be in a hurry to pray. We should be in a in a in a in a vivid vivid prayer mindset all the time. We should be in a rush to pray. You know how we rush to do certain things sometimes? That's how we should be when we oh wait a minute, I got oh I gotta hear him pray. Instead of rushing to go to work, we need to be rushing to pray. Rushing to go somewhere, we need to be rushing to pray. I can't wait to get up in the morning so I can spend some time with God. And I'm going to be disciplined in it. I'm not going to do it one day and then the next two days I fall off. 
No, I'm going to have to be disciplined. Because if I stay disciplined in my prayers, I'm going to stay disciplined with the mindset of knowing everything I see is coming to an end. Again, that's why people fall back in love with the world, because they're not disciplined in their prayers. So that mindset of being disciplined, of staying with God and not falling back and forth with the world, you don't have that disciplined mindset. So if you don't have a disciplined mindset, now you don't have a disciplined lifestyle. Your lifestyle tells me how your prayer life is. Jesus' lifestyle only showed us what his prayer life was. You want to become more like Jesus? Pray more like Jesus. Let me say that again. You want to become more like Christ? Pray more like Christ. When you begin to pray, you'll begin to see yourself starting to shape. God will begin to shape your mind. And then you'll get, begin to get something inside of you that begin to walk out this disciplined lifestyle. Discipline equals disciples. Discipline equals disciple. How can we be, how can we be disciples when we don't have a disciplined lifestyle? Do you understand me? You must be disciplined. We have to get disciplined. Discipline in what we are watching. Discipline in what we are listening to. Discipline in where we are going. Discipline in who we are talking to. Discipline. Who you letting come around you? It's serious. See, it's a warfare going on right now. There is a warfare going on right now. I used to watch, uh, anyway, I, I used to be a big fan of gangster, gangster movies. Still is a big fan of them. You know, just my flesh, my spirit won't let me indulge in them as much. You know, I can't. But one of the things that I used to watch, uh, what I used to notice when it was wartime in these gangsters' uh, neighborhoods or in their lifestyle, you know what they used to do? They used, they used to say they going in, in, into the bunkers. They staying inside. Because they knew that going outside or they knew that the uh, this warfare that was going on can cost them their life. And these are worldly people. These are gangsters who understood that. You feel what I'm saying? So I'm saying we got to understand in the spirit, we need to understand when there's a warfare going on. You have to be in the spirit to know that there's a warfare going on. That's why you got to be very disciplined in your prayers. You'll know when you're disciplined in your prayers, you'll know what type of people who needs to be around you. You'll know who you need to be given to. You'll know how to spend your money. You'll know what food to eat. 
you'll know how to keep diseases out your body when you're disciplined in your prayers. You will know these things. You'll know how much money you need to save. You'll know how much money you need to invest. You will know these things. Why? Because God gives you these things. He freely gives you this wisdom. What is what, what was Solomon? What, Solomon is no better than us. He was a sinful man just like me and you. But he asked God for wisdom and God blessed him with it. Ask God for wisdom. Verse eight. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. Ain't that tough? Again, that's why we need to be praying. It's hard to show deep love for people, especially if they're not close to you. Matter of fact, even if they're close to you, it's hard to show deep love for people. So we got to be praying, asking God, God, fill me with your love. I don't love these people like you. I know that sounds harsh, but if we real with it, we don't love like God. We need the love of God to begin to manifest in our life so we can be able to show that to people. Why? Because it's a commandment. And in order to please our uh, father, we're trying to do what he says. So he's asking us, hey, I want y'all to show deep love for people. Well, God, you have to uh, show me. You have to show me. You have to. Uh, so I'm, I'm, we got to be in constant prayer. God, help me show love to my coworkers. Help me show love to my mama. She getting on my nerves. Help me to show love to my husband. He getting on my nerves. Help me to show love to my wife. She getting on my nerves. These kids, oh my God, help me show love to them, God. See, let me. Can I? Can I be on? I, I know we live in a world that's so we love to put people on the cross ASAP, crucifies. But you know, when I hear these sad stories about parents and what they did to their children and how they killed their children, and and people be like, oh my God, I would never. And I'm just like. You have been blessed with the love of God in you. Just thank God that you have been blessed with the love of God. Those people that does do those things, they didn't do, they didn't have no love in them. That's it. That's it. And you are one mindset away from being like that. You are one decision away from being like that. So you want to be easy before you talk down on people's troubles and trials. It's the love of God that got you treating your children like that. It's the love of God that got you respecting your husband like that. It's the love of God that got you being faithful and kind to your wife like that. So you know what? Stop writing a book and just tell people to read the Bible. You want to tell us about our, nobody, look, it's the love of God, period. That's just how I see things. We are all covered by the love of God right now. Anything good that's coming from us, I'm telling you, y'all, one of the mighty, the one of the things that happens when you're able to see God, it really exposes your nature. Read the read the word of God. It's a constant theme. When people was exposed to God, when people got to meet God, it was the same thing. They fell on their face and they said, oh, my God, I'm wicked. 
because you start to see how you see the holiness of God, the perfection of God, the wholeness of God. And you realize how fragile you are as a, as a man. That's what I see when I read the word these days, you guys, how fragile I am as a man. That's what I begin to see. I pray you guys how 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 my mindset is just it's all being covered by God right now. I'm 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 one decision away from going to the crazy house. You you see, <laughs> it, it may sound crazy to you, but I understand the the depravity of man. Oh my God! I can't believe they went and did that. You didn't know that that was that's the depravity of man. The heart is this deceitfully wicked. I love, love that verse. That's my life verse, Jeremiah 17, my, 17, 9. The heart is deceitfully wicked. Above all things, who can know it? If you stop walking with God right now, believer, who knows what your heart can finish start telling you what to do? Who knows? You know why? Because you lost your covering. You're not being covered no more. That's why I'm, that's why I want you to be so see. That's why I want you to really understand when I say the covering of God. And I want you to be thankful because if he let loose that covering. Who knows? I'm serious. Who knows where you'll be at? Who knows what type of relationships you'll be in? Who knows what type of jobs you'll take? Who knows what you'll do for money? Who knows? Once they're covering. So let's keep going. We was in verse eight. Continue to show deep love for each other. For love covers, they go that word again, a multitude of sin. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal, place to stay. We don't naturally do these things. That's what I'm trying to get, to get us to understand. Nation, I'm talking to the nation right now. We don't naturally want to do these things. Cheerfully share your home. What? I'm trying to get people out of my house. What are you talking about? But God is saying, cheerfully and share a meal you know how greedy we is he's saying share a meal with people and be and do it with a cheerful heart well god i'm gonna need you to help me with that i'm sorry i don't know i don't know how to do that god yeah because <laughs> oh god and he's telling us to do this when the world is telling us it's a food shortage when the world is telling us that we need to hoard everything and, and get a lot of water and get this and get this, God is telling you, uh, share all that. Cheerfully share it too. That's what God's telling us. You're going to have to have faith for that belief. Yeah, you're going to have to have faith for, for, for that moment if somebody come over your house and you got like a, a couple of lunch meats left. And you know that needs to last you for the week. And God tell you, make them a sandwich. 
You got your last Fruitopia drink left. Your last Minnie Mae strawberry kiwi left. And God tell you, pour them some juice. Them your honey buns. That's your snicker. Right? But God is telling you, share it with them. Share it with them. That is what God is asking believers to do. You're going to have to have faith for that. You're going to have to God to begin to work on your heart to do those type of things. You know the family reunion coming around. Somebody needs somewhere to stay. God say, open your heart. Open your home. Open your home for them. Yeah, you have to tell your, your boo to go home. <laughs> Somebody going to have to tell they boo to go home this week because God wants you to share your home in holiness. See, so, see a lot of y'all sharing y'all homes. <laughs> I'm not going to mess with y'all. I'm not going to mess with y'all. I'm going to let y'all have it. I'm going to let y'all make it tonight. The Holy Spirit going to let y'all make it. He probably already convicting y'all. But God said, I want you to share your home, but you sharing your keys with all type of uh, demons. <laughs> I think you got the word mixed up, baby. He said, when I said share your home, he said, not with Tyrone. <laughs> not with Keisha. <laughs> not with your bus downs. Not with your hype. I'm not saying share your homes with them. I'm saying with people who's trying to walk this walk. <laughs> uh, we all been there before. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Leaving the key up under the rug. Okay. You, hey, see, see, some of y'all better be thanking God that no stranger came and got that key up under that rug. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you leaving the key all up under the rug? You better be lucky no <laughs> crazy person came and got that key. I've been watching too much IDD, so I know what's going on out here in this world. Stupid, y'all leaving keys and some crazy crackhead could have came and what's this key doing? And open that door and you open up naked with candles. Soon, yeah, I ain't for look. I'm telling y'all, listen, we have been saved. I'm I'm for real, y'all. Think about all the crazy stuff we didn't done. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't understand why we be acting so bougie and, and, and so holified and thinking we are. Man, do you understand all the crazy stuff we done? And God just what he did, y'all, covered us. Mm. He said, let me go ahead and cover this food. Look at him. Look at, did he just do that? <laughs> he did. Did she just do that? Covered you. He covered you when you was driving home and you can, I'm talking about it was raining and you drunk and your belly can stay. I mean, you had to pull over. He covered you right there. I'm talking to you right now. You know, he covered you. He covered you when you fell asleep in that parking lot. Cause you just wanted to get a quick little nap before you drive home. He covered you. Somebody could have came and pow, jacked you real quick, but he covered you. Because you was in the devil's playground. Yeah, you was in the enemy's territory, but he covered you. So this season of your life, I want you to cover some people. 
Oh, thank you, God. Yes, we will, God. He said, this season of your life, I want you to just cover some people. Yeah, they, they go do some things that make you mad, but cover them. You're not going to agree with everything they're doing, but cover them. You know why? Because when you cover them, they'll come around. Didn't you come around? <laughs> See, when you cover people, they'll come around. Yeah, because, you know, they'll, they'll want to stay up under that shade. Away from the heat. Okay, verse 10. Again, we in 1 Peter chapter 4, and we 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 at verse 10 now. Shout out to everybody who just came in. Shout out to everybody who's sharing this. Welcome to the underground, the place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? Just the voice of one calling out saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You're not experiencing the underground. First Peter chapter four and verse 10. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Do you hear that? Hey, children of God, you have gifts. I want you to stop worshiping other people's gifts and I want you to start exercising yours. Mm -hmm. That is a commandment right now. Let's get to it. You have a special gift within you. I need you to get off Facebook. I need you to get off Instagram, worshiping other people's gifts. And I'm going to need you to start working on yours because you have a beautiful gift inside of you and you need to get uh, going with it. Because you're going to be accountable for that beautiful gift that you have inside of you that your heavenly father has blessed you with. Every single one of you guys who are listening to this podcast right now, you have a special gift from God and you need to get to it. That's it. That's that's just it. Use them well to serve one another. Use the gifts. Don't use people. Let me say that again. Use the gifts. Stop using people. Stop using your gift to get people to do what you want them to do. Some of y'all are manipulating your gifts. Stop that. It's a heavy price to be paid for that, man. God didn't have to spank me a couple of times for using my gifts for manipulation. We got to stop that. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Come on now. We got to do better. We got to do better so we can be better. Right? Yes. Let the Holy Spirit convict you when you start to use your gifts in ways that that's, you know, manipulating or it's starting to, it wants to use it to have certain powers. Now you start getting in all that rich craft. You starting to get that Jezebel spirit. Using your gift to get, get what you want. You sounding like the players club. Sometimes you got to use what you got <laughs> to get what you want. You sounding like diamond. Okay. Ebony. <laughs> Anyways, I just. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Shout out to everybody in the 90s. Anyways, verse 11. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself was speaking through you. Hey, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just using my gift. 
I don't care who listening. I don't care who. I, it, nobody has to hop on this thing. Nobody has to ever listen. I'm just showing God, God, I'm using your gift. And do you know God blesses people for using them gifts? And, and oh, let me say this too to uh, money hungry people. Your gift ain't no price in the world can afford the gifts that God gave you. Stop selling out. Stop selling your gifts for money. Stop that. This world can't afford your gifts. People can't afford the gifts God give you. They are special. They, they are divine. When you was being made in your mother's womb, that gift was planted inside of you. Ah, and that gift has been what? Covered. It's been covered. Mm -hmm. So anyway, do you have the gift of speaking? So some of you guys, man, you have the gift to speak. You got the gift of gab, what people used to call it. But you instead of using that gift to, you know what I'm saying, do what you want to do, you feel me? Say, baby, I'm hollering. You using your gift to, you know what I'm saying? Jump in and out of beds. You using your gift to get money. You need to use your gift to uplift people, to encourage people. You got that gift for speaking. Man, go ahead and speak a good word to somebody. Go ahead and make somebody smile. Go on and make somebody laugh. Go on and get somebody out of depression with your gift for speaking. Go ahead and motivate somebody with your gift of speaking. Quit over. I'm, I'm tired of you over there talking about it. I'm a I'm a loner. I don't, I don't really talk. Man, I ain't trying to hear all that. God ain't trying to hear all that. He said he gave you the gift of speaking. Open your mouth and begin to heal people with your speaking. That's right. I'm talking to you, young man. You better start speaking. I'm talking to you, young lady. I'm an introvert. Uh-uh. It's time for you to speak, though. Speak to all the introvert people, then. If you're an introvert, <laughs> go find introvert people and speak to them, then. Um, we, we, it ain't no time for excuses. That's what I'm here to let you know. Hey, time out for all them excuses. Whatever gift you got, start to use it. And stop thinking you need a platform or you need this world to follow you or like you or share you. Use your gift at your job. Uh-oh, use your gift at your home. You want to speak to the world, but you can't even encourage your wife. You want to speak to the world, but you can't even encourage your husband. Your whole house under depression, but you want to reach the nations. What is all that about? Use your gift. Where is that? Where are you at right now? Where are you at right now, believer? Well, use your gift to manifest something. Where are you at right now? Why is your job... You know how your job is. You know it. I hear people all the time tell me, man, my job is, man, it's negative. Well, use your gift to change that around. See, believers, we have forgotten what we have inside of us. You have forgotten. And I'm here to tell you, you must have forgot that God is living inside of you, young man. God is living inside of you, young woman. God is living in you, man of God, beautiful woman of God. So use your gift to turn your situation around, turn your community around, turn your religious church around, use it. And if you don't use it, you might lose it. 
You heard the story in the Bible about the uh, mans with many talents and gifts. One of them buried it and said, well, I was just, he had excuses. He buried his gift and you know what God did? He took it and gave it to the person who was using his gifts. Some of you guys are burying your gift because you, you're burying it with a whole bunch of excuses. Instead of burying it with dirt, you're burying it every day with an excuse and you dig it deeper and you got another excuse and you put more excuses on top of that and you put more excuses on top of that. And I want you to know if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. Begin to stir your gift up. That's what I'm here to do right now. I'm stirring up the gift inside of you right now. You know it right now because the word of God and the Holy Spirit is talking to you about that gift right now. It's stirring up right now. And you saying, ooh, hey, ooh, hey, man. Yep, that's right. God is stirring that gift up. Yeah, use that gift to help out a nursing home. Use that gift to help out an old lady one day. Use that gift to help out an old man one day. Use that gift to help out a troubled teenager one day, a juvenile teenager. Use it. Use that gift to help out a parolee coming out of jail. Use that gift. Use that gift to help out a, a homeless lady. Use that gift to help out an ex-prostitute. Use that gift to help out an ex-dophine, a crackhead, an ex-morphine, an ex-somebody who was on drugs. Use that gift. Somebody who was hooked on pornography, you can use that gift to begin to pull them away from that demon that possessed them. And you begin to use it and you speak. See, I'm speaking right now and I'm using my gift. I'm pulling somebody out of depression. Mm. Somebody's going to hear this probably five years from now, pulling them out of depression. Yeah, I'm pulling them out of depression right now. My gift for just speaking. Yeah, I'm just speaking and I'm in the closet. <laughs> I'm trapped in the closet and I ain't R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the closet speaking. I don't need a stage to use my gift. <laughs> I just need my mouth. Ooh, I'm excited. <laughs> I just need my mouth. And God is giving me the uh, tone to speak. He's giving me the authority to speak. Oh, my God. We got to learn how to speak. Whew, I just went off on a plug right there, right? Okay, let me. <laughs> Do you have the gift of helping others? Do you have the gift? Of, see, these, see these, these gifts right here, they don't get you on American Idol. So that's why they are not uh, glamorized. These gifts right here, don't, they pretty much don't get you glamorized. So we overlook these gifts. But God say, do you have the gift to help somebody? And when you help them, you don't even got to take a picture. When you help them, you don't even got to post it. Yeah, he said, when you help them, you don't even got to sound the trumpet like the Pharisees used to do. He said, when you help them, you just help them in silence. And I reward you. I will reward you in the open. But do you have the gift to help people? You know how to help people fill out applications. You know how to help people get their resume together. You know how to help people find a job. You know how to help people get a house. You know how to help people get a car. You know how to help people get a relationship. <laughs> you know how to help people find a church home. You know how to help people find a friend. Some of y'all, you use your helping gift. You used to help people find clubs. <laughs> Where I should go, girl? Well, let, girl, let me tell you, you need, the, you was helping. You see? You was helping. You was helping. Yo, partner, you was helping when you when your homeboy, hey man, you got some, she got a friend. You was helping. Yeah, I got you, bro. 
She got a fine friend. You was helping. You was using that gift. God is saying, I need you to use it for my kingdom now. Yeah, I need you to use that for my kingdom now. And then he tells us with those gifts, do it with all your strength and energy. Stop doing it halfway when it comes to God. All that you got. Everything that you, I mean, you ask God, God, give me that. Whatever energy that you have, you use that to do your gift. And when God sees you doing it, he's going to supply you with, with more. More and more. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Shout out to the 90s. But anyways, use that. Use your energy. You're using your energy on, on if you if you're steady drain, check where you where your energy is going. Mama used to say, cut off all these lights. You're running up my bill. So my mama used to say, cut off all. So I'm gonna need you to check your house. Who running up your energy? And if you find out who running up, cut it off. Running up my bill, running up your energy. What person is running up your energy? Cut it off. Mm -mm, not, uh -uh. And then it's gonna be summertime? Uh-uh. Open up the doors, get, get all that up out of here. Time for the cleanup. We got to clean up for the summertime. We got to get it ready for the summertime. So somebody say, I'm going to be summertime fine in the spirit. I'm going to be summertime fine in the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. I may not look it on the outside, but I'm some, I'm sundress ready in the spirit. <laughs> I'm tank top ready in the spirit. Yeah. I'm flexing in the spirit when it comes to this summer. Yeah. I'm out here. You heard me? That's what I'm, I, I want y'all to get ready for this summer. I want y'all to be in the spirit so summertime, fine and ready for this devil, ready for this warfare that it don't even get you rattled. You know, the best quarterbacks, the best point guards, the best basketball players, what makes them the best? It's when that fourth quarter come and they begin, they don't get rattled. Mm -mm. That's when the best, They. that's when they love it. They don't get rattled. And God say, I need my believers to not get rest the fourth quarter. It's the fourth quarter of your life. You know, it's the fourth quarter of your life. You know, it ain't no, you can't make no more, more mistakes. <laughs> this your last relationship. You know, this your last chance. You already know this show. You are look between me and you. Let's keep it real. Some of us, we know we on our last chance. If this don't work. We just going to go ahead and get a cat or a dog or I don't know. We just going to be done. Mm -mm, I'm done with it, God. If this ministry don't work out, I'm going to just go ahead and watch some TV. I'm going to watch TV. <laughs> I ain't going to be able to do it no more, God. So <laughs> we know this the fourth quarter for a lot of us. We don't have time. Let's be real. You know what I'm saying? We we getting up there so we know the next couple of decisions. We are decisions away. Do you hear me? Some of us are decisions away from facing 10 to 20. <laughs> I'm talking to somebody right now. I'm really yes. talking to somebody right now. You riding home and you know you decisions away 
from facing 10 to 20. You're a decision away from this being your fifth baby daddy. And I don't say that this is, I'm saying this to, I want to put us in reality. You're decisions away, a couple decisions away. But I want you to know with the help of God, you can be a couple of decisions away from turning this all around. You're a couple of obedient steps away from turning this whole thing around, from turning a whole generation around, a couple of obedient steps away. What do you need? The energy and the strength from God to do it. Why are you asking for money right now? Why are you asking for fleshly things right now? I'm going to need you to dig deep and ask for spiritual things. The, I need you to dig deep. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to need you to, before you speak, think. I'm talking to some believers right now. Before you pray, I'm going to need you to start thinking before you even open your mouth. Before you understand what you're about to ask God. Some of the things you have asked God, you probably asked him last year for some fleshly things. Look around. Where, where are some fleshly things at now? Are they bringing any value to your life? Is those things bringing any value to your walk with God? I'm going to need you to dig deep and start asking him for things that brings value to your walk with him. That brings value to a, 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 a marathon walk with him. That brings consistency with a walk with him. That's what you need to start asking for in this fourth quarter of your life. It's serious. Shout out to Anita Baker. All right. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Let me keep reading. We got a couple more verses to go. I'm going to go all the way down to like, uh, uh, we got 12 through 19, seven verses. Seven verses. You're eating right now. This is your spiritual food right now. This food, if you really digest it, you'll never go hungry. That's a bold statement, but it's a statement that Jesus told me, so I believe it. It's, then it says in verse 12, it says, dear friends, look how he, dear friends, my friends, I'm talking to my friends right now. And I'm not talking about Chantley and Ross. <laughs> I'm talking to my friends. I'm talking to my friends right now. I'll be there for you. I'll be there for you. I'll be there for you. I'm talking to my friends right now. It says, dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through. Look at this prophecy right here. <laughs> so some of you guys right now, you're going through some trials. God is telling you, do not be surprised. 
Why? It says for the glories. It says as if something strange were happening to you. Some of you guys, you think you're going crazy. Some of you guys think that what's going on? What, what is, is, is did I do something wrong? Is God mad at me or did I do? God saying, don't be surprised. Instead, in verse 13, he gives us a commandment. He says, be very glad. Look at this type of word that God is telling us. How are we supposed to be with our trials? How are we supposed to do that? See why we got to be in discipline prayer, in, in consistent prayer, because he's telling us we should be glad with the trials. That's not human. That, we don't think like that, but God does. God is showing us his mind right now. Get away from his hand and look at his mind right now. Stop worrying about what he can give you all the time. And just for a little bit, look at how our father thinks. He tells us when you see a trial, be glad. That same excitement you get when income tax season just passed, right? You know that excitement that hits you when you looked at that account and it had <laughs> six figures, five figures. Some of y'all went to some other people. They done did some things. <laughs> I'm just letting you know, audit season. <laughs> and please don't be talking about God. God. <laughs> Let me stop. Uh, But you know that excitement that you got? God say that's the same excitement you need to have when these trials hit you. There's a certain, you know, oh, God up to something. Oh, I'm, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And then he tells us why we should be happy. For these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering. Suffering is a word that this generation or the church wants to eliminate. For some reason, we're trying to usher with our white glove. <laughs> we want to usher this word up out of the church, suffering. But I'm here to tell y'all, it's all throughout the scriptures. Suffering is a way to begin to fellowship with God. When you begin to suffer like Christ did, it makes you obedient. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Start to ask God to give you the strength and energy and give you a different mindset about suffering. God, I don't understand what you mean. Be glad about suffering. Can you do? Can you teach me about that? And watch how he does. Verse 13, I want to read this scripture again. I want to read it and I want it to just manifest and begin to enter into your heart, into your mind, what he's saying. Instead, be very glad for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering. You remember Bad Boy, the movies? They had a good partnership. 
You know why? Because they suffered together. They had trials together. Mm-hmm. They, they, they was able to trust each other. You get what I'm saying? Mike Larry knew when, when Mark <laughs> was going to be there for him. He had a certain trust for him. Mm-hmm. He knew Marcus was always going to have his back. Because they shared in each other's suffering. Mm. When Mike Larry or Marcus, when somebody got shot, they was there with each other in a suffering. So they began to develop a unique partnership that nobody couldn't break. I'm here to tell you that that suffering that you're doing right now, that you're going through, children of God, it is developing a unique partnership with Christ that the world is not going to be able to break, that a man is not going to be able to break, that a woman is not going to be able to break, that money is not going to be able to break, that ministry is not going to be able to break, that a child will not be able to break, that the president will not be able to break, that racism will not be able to break, that depression will not be able to break. It's the partnership. And I'm here to tell you, though I don't want to tell you, but I got to be honest with you. The only way to get that partnership is through suffering. So I want you to get happy. (laughs) You know why? Because you are becoming partners with God right now. You better smile. You you you're finna sign your your name, and guess who's gonna be your uh, uh, co-signer? <laughs> look, I don't care who. Look look here look here. I know I got uh you know my credit may be bad or something right, but tell me how they gonna look if God signed His name on that list in the spiritual realm. God is going to sign his name, co-signing you. See, we got it. We, we should be happy mm. about these type of things. <laughs> we looking for somebody who got good. Cre- no, I'm telling you right now, this suffering that you are going through, mm. God is going to co-sign for you now. Ooh, that's good. That's why you got to suffer. God, give me the strength to do it. Oh, God, not my will, but thy's be done. God, if I could, I would, I would, I would move this cup. I would move this suffering cup. But if I gotta go through this suffering so you can co-sign for me, if I gotta go through this suffering so you can be a partners with me, give it to me, God. Just walk through it. Just walk me through it. Mm-hmm. I'm walking slow, God, but walk me through it. Matter of fact, I'm scared. My eyes closed, God. So just walk me through it. Hold on, hold on, God. Wait a minute. Give me your hand, God. I need to wear your hand there, God. Where your, everybody get out my Everybody move. It's too much noise around me. Shut up. Uh-uh. Get out there. Cut all that off. Cut it off. Cut it off. Cut it off. I need to hear God. I'm going through a suffering period. I'm going through a suffering period. Where's your... Whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ooh, uh-uh. That don't feel like God. Mm. <laughs> uh-uh. That don't feel like God. Uh-uh. Let me get away from that. I'm going through a suffering period. I'm going through a suffering period. Why? Oh, that didn't reject. Uh, uh-uh. God, that that ain't mm-hmm. God. That ain't God. Because if 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 God on it, it can't reject me. 
Amen. If God on it, it can't reject. So no, that's not God. That's not God. Okay. Let me keep walking. Mm. I'm suffering. I'm getting, I'm getting rejected. Suffering. Okay. I'm suffering. Mm. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, I, I thank you for, thank you for the rejection. Mm. Thank you for the rejection. Yes. Thank you for the rejection. Thank you for the rejection. Suffering. Ooh, we. Hey, hey, young people. You can't get this without suffering. I'm sorry. You, you you can't. There's no way around it. I know we like the things quick and fast. I know we got to come up, period. I know we can come up easy. Yo, you can't get this without suffering, though. Yeah, this right here, go take some suffering. Your flesh going to have to suffer. Your will going to have to suffer. What you want may go have to suffer. So that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world. It's, it's being revealed right now. But because we are focused so much on the world. We're not we can't even see his it's, it's being revealed all around us. His glory is being revealed all around us. Verse 14. If you are insulted because you bear the name of Christ, you will be blessed. If you are insulted, look at the mind of God. Look at the mind of God right now. Mm. Look, he's, look what he's telling us what bless means. Children of God, look what he's telling us what bless means means see that blessed word is thrown around a whole bunch but look at one of the ways he's telling us what bless means if you are insulted because you bear the name of christ you will be blessed mm. i'm gonna let that sink in for the glorious spirit of god rest upon Forget about the cologne. Forget about the perfume. Forget about the clothes or the jewelry. If I got his spirit resting on me, oh, I'm good to go. Oh, yeah, I'm good to go. I can face anything in this world. If his spirit rests upon me, that's where I want us to be at right now. We need to get to a place in our walk that the spirit of God can rest upon us. Mm. He's not leaving and, and all this type, you know what I'm saying? We leave in the spirit, we get back in it, then we leave. No, 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 no. We need to get to a place of resting. You need to rest so the spirit of God can rest. You a busybody. You too busy. So the spirit of God can rest upon you. Some of us have been living 30 to 40 years and we still haven't experienced what the spirit of God resting on you feels like. Your grandma wasn't able to tell you that. Your daddy wasn't even able to tell you that. Our ancestors, they walked around in the wilderness for 40 years. 
They couldn't tell us what it felt like when that spirit of God rested upon you. Because they wanted to wonder. And I'm talking to a spirit right now. You're wondering too much. You're wandering from job to job. You're wandering from relationship to relationship. You're wandering from church to church, from home to home. I'm, I'm, I'm commanding you right now. Hey, I want you to rest. I want you to see what it feels like to have the spirit of the living God rush up on you and rest. It would change your whole life. Mm. You're talking, I'm, I'm, I'm a living example. It would change your, you would talk different. You would see different. You would hear different. You would pray different. You read his word different. You would treat his humanity, his people different, no matter what color they are. Why? Because the spirit of God is now resting on you. And you begin to say things, I don't get tired. Verse 15, if you suffer, however, now, God say, look, I love how God say, now let me get on this part though. Because some of y'all are suffering because of your own doing. And God wanted to check that in here. In verse 15, he said, now, if you suffer, however, it must not be for murder. <laughs> God said, some of y'all are going through some suffering because you was out there catching bodies. Somebody tried you and you caught a body. So you're going through a lot of suffering and pain and turmoil and, and stress. That's why you caught a body. So you're going to go through some suffering, stealing, making trouble. That's why you're asking people to pray for you right now, because you got caught stealing. You really thought that you was in the movie Takers. That No, that was a fake movie that you weren't supposed to do that in real life. You really wanted to be in the movie Heat. That was not in. No, that was supposed to be in. in, in that was just the movie. You really thought you was Billy. <laughs> ready? Are you ready? What's going on? You, on you really thought that was you walking into that bank. You thought that was you walking into that neighborhood. Ready? Are you ready? No. And so now you are suffering because of that. Some of y'all are suffering because you're in other people's affairs. You're in other people's husbands. You're in other people's wives. Uh-oh. Literally, in other people's wives. And now you're suffering because of that. Yeah. That's why you're suffering. But, he says in verse 16, it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. It is no shame in it. You stick your head up high. 
when people call you weird, when people call you a religious fanatic, when people call you, you being too serious, when people say, oh, you don't have no fun or, oh, okay, okay, you always, you stick your head up high and say, look at me suffering. Look at me, gotta fight this out of, out of my system. Look at me. I'm clapping for you right now. Look at you suffering all good. Looking all good while you suffering. People can't even tell you suffering because you make it look so good. Clapping for you. I'm clapping for y'all. That's right. I'm going to start clapping for people. We got to celebrate people. Mm -hmm. Verse 17. For the time has come for judgment. For the time has come for judgment and it must begin with God's household. Mm -hmm. Hey, the time is here. Judgment, hey, it's here. And he says it must begin with God. That's why the people of God, we got to get our house. To, that's what, you know what I'm saying? Get it together. You know how it was, you know how it be when you know the boss coming? Or they say, hey, the boss them coming today and you try to get everything clean and everybody be walking around and everybody be trying to get the folders together and people could tuck their shirts in and it be, you know how it gets when the big person comes. I don't know why we get like that. Well, we need to get like that though. Because God say judgment coming. And I'm starting with my house first. Clean up, clean up. Everybody do your dance. Clean up, clean up. <laughs> oh, that used to be my song. But it's time to clean up. If you need to cut on some old music while you're cleaning up, go ahead and do that. But we got to clean some things up out of our life, y'all. Okay? You know what those things are. I don't got to tell you. You know, God tell me every day, uh-uh, son, get that up out of your life. What is all that? We got to clean some things up. And if judgment begins with us, who is us? God's people. What terrible fate awaits those who have never obeyed God's good news? He say, what you think they go get who never obeyed it? Who just ignore him? Who say he's fake? Who say the white man made that up? What terrible fate awaits them? The scripture tells us. Mm -hmm. See, these, these, these words from God right now, these are serious words that he's telling us, y'all. Then he says in verse 18, y'all, check out what he says in verse 18. And also, if the righteous this will barely say, I'm going to go ahead and raise my hand up on that one. Yeah, I'll be, I'm barely, barely saved. He say, if the righteous is barely saved. Yeah, so if people just telling you they just flying this thing like an eagle and they just save and they on high cloud now, it says in the world, the righteous are barely saved. Hmm. <laughs> you barely getting saved. You barely, you barely came to this Bible study. <laughs> You barely listen to this podcast. You really try to cut. You really like, is he here? Is he gone? Because I'm trying to watch something. You barely. You barely coming home. You barely getting up for work. You barely trying to do that ministry. You barely praying. You barely reading your word. 
You barely trying to be a good mother. You barely trying to be a good father. You barely holding on to that ministry. You barely trying to be a good pastor. You barely. That's what he says about the righteous. What will happen to godly sinners? You see God talking. See, that's that. That's when God, that's that gangster talk. When God started talking like that. Yeah. What you think gonna happen to those godless sinners who just disrespect me? So if you're suffering in a manner that pleases God, if your will is suffering right now, if your flesh is suffering right now, if your mindset, you, 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 you're suffering in your mind because you're putting away your old mindset and you're trying to adapt this new mindset of Christ, keep on doing right. I'm here to encourage you to keep on walking. I'm here to tell you you're in the perfect place. I'm here to tell you nothing is wrong with you. If you're in a warfare with inside of you and you you like, what is going on inside of me? I want you to know that suffering, nothing is wrong with you. You're not going crazy. You don't need to see nobody. You need to go see the priest, the high priest. Who is that? Jesus. <laughs> nothing is wrong with you you are suffering your nature is suffering right now why because you are trying to do what pleases god and i'm here i'm the sound i want you to hear the sound of god right now this is from heaven you better go daughter with your suffering self you better go son down there suffering trying to do my will I'm standing up clapping right now for everybody right now who's having a warfare inside of you. Some is telling you, you man, you can do all this by yourself. You can get up by suffering. You're suffering. Mm. I'm so proud of us. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of all of y'all. Do you understand? God is proud of you guys. Keep doing what is right. Entrust your lives to the God who created you, for he would never fail you. Begin to trust everything you got. You trust the banks. You trust these investors. You trust in that man. You trust in that woman. Trust everything you got, your mind, your body, your soul, Give it to God, because that will never fail you. That, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, will never fail you. I appreciate y'all coming out to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? I was just a voice of one calling out saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Suffering is the way to go. God will never fail you. It's the underground. I'm out.